0: This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Allison Lee Rosenfeld, the voice of Bonnie and Nurse Joy from Pokemon. Rio Castle, Riley, and Allie from Yu-Gi-Oh! And star of Crumbly Kitchen. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. This week, Nintendo announces their latest Switch console that was rumored for some time. Robocop will be returning to game consoles in the far future. SNK finally reveals where you will be able to play King of Fighters 15. And for the first time ever in our final stage, I will review Dynasty Warrior, the movie from Netflix. All this and more... As ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extra, select start. Welcome to the show that gives you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extra, select start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. everybody, and welcome back to another game-filled episode of Select Start. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. Uh, I got to give you a heads up, man. I am still trying to regain my voice back and why I kind of lost my voice this week. For the first time in a long time, and probably over a year and a half, I screamed to my lungs. Um, a lot of you guys, you know who listen to the show, know I'm a big wrestler fan. And if you're a wrestler fan, too, you know what happened this week. You know what happened, in particularly on AEW and something that I wanted to happen, didn't expect it to happen, but I was glad it did happen. And that is the former Alistair black is now all elite in AEW. And I couldn't have been more happy. I screamed to my lungs. I thank goodness my wife wasn't around or my dog wasn't around because I screamed to my lungs and in and, and such a way in such a passionate way, like almost like Whoever your favorite team is won the NBA Finals or the World Series or the Super Bowl. It was that. I felt like this was a big acquisition and get for AEW. And I haven't watched Alistair Black Russell because I don't watch WWE anymore. So I haven't watched him Russell since he left NXT. And I don't watch NXT anymore either. So I was heartbroken to know that he was going to the main roster for wrestling fans who know that. And know that. I would never see this again And not, this great talent again And not only that But I would not see him the way that I saw him in NXT In his real glory And he didn't even get a chance to shine in it Just like I thought They swept the rug from under him And took everything that made him so cool And so awesome out of it He His contract His contract situation Benefited him more than it benefited WWE And now he's in AEW I'm so glad he made that decision. But that's why my voice is out right now. And um, hopefully, I'll be able to get through this episode. I, we gotta get through this episode because there's a lot of gaming news to talk about. Well, some inter- some significant gaming news, I will say that. But in our final stage, as you heard in the intro, I switch it up. I switched it up today because um, a lot of the games that I'm gonna be playing are in process of uh you know review right now so i won't have a new game to talk about till next week because i'm playing a lot of the games that i'm playing are like rpgs and you know rpgs take forever you know get through sometimes so i'll be playing two of them in particular like um one i'm playing now is uh ease uh what is it ease nine uh monstrum uh nox and um yeah so i'll be talking about that what i my playthrough of that so far but i won't give a complete review of that um monster hunter uh stories 2 just came out today and just released i just got it uh released digitally unlocked on my nintendo switch so we'll be talking about that and of course speaking of nintendo switch we would definitely be talking about the new switch oled console so let's even let's not even waste any time let's get to that right now um my thoughts on the new switch oled console i am so glad i I, you guys don't know i was just so close to buying a brand new nintendo switch because the one that i have now that i've had since 2017 and Kudos to Nintendo because this hardware, despite the Joy-Con situations and all the stuff, the hardware itself has lasted so long. And you got to remember, it's 2021 and 2017. Five years ago, you know, we were just starting to play this console and kudos to them. This lasted, you know, this speaks volumes of their hardware and their quality of hardware. I forgot that I had the Nintendo Uh, switch for this long but I was looking to it still works great it still works perfect I was still looking to um, play it but I just you know after getting these new Hori controllers I can't use the cover that I use anymore so what I'm afraid of is that this particular switch has been autographed by Yuri um, Yoshinori Ono who is the former executive producer of Street Fighter four and five. And I don't want to ruin that autograph. I already put like, um, you know, enamel on there to keep the autograph on there, but I don't want to scratch it up or anything. So I'm thinking about retiring this one. And I was looking to get a new Nintendo Switch. I would check Amazon. A lot of places were sold out. Uh, Nintendo is no longer selling them. Uh, I went to Best Buy recently and they didn't have any more in stock. And I had, they had to do a, like a sort of a, um, a order stock order. And I was like, no, it's not, it's cool. I'll wait. I'll wait till they get a new stock. Lo and behold, there's a strategy to this. And now I understand why there were none in stock. They just announced the, their latest version. This rumored version that we've been, that has been rumored for quite some time has been announced this week. And the Nintendo switch OLED model will provide a lot of upgrades to the original that fans have been asking for. I don't know if it if they got everything that every fan asked for. Cause there's some still some things that I want to know that has been mentioned on here as well. But I am so glad I didn't get a new Nintendo Switch now. Cause I would have been, I would have been so hurt that they announced this and all these new features and all the stuff is coming in and everything. So let's talk about what's going to be a part of this new one here. And I'll give my thoughts on this as well. So uh the OLED model will now have a seven inch OLED screen and it's funny too because a lot of people have been wondering it's like we got this beautiful big screen and this screen is big now people it's funny because we take for granted how really big the screen is now and according to their the old like the ds or the the 3ds and stuff like that or even the psp the, you know the playstation psps uh screens which at the time was the biggest screens that you could possibly see uh yeah it was because the the links wasn't nowhere near this big um but and i mean talking i'm referring to the atari links by the way or the game gear for that matter um this is the biggest screen that we had up until but there was always this layer of space this 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 negative space around the screen that was like, why is not why didn't they just stretch it out? What, why I didn't understand. It looks like it's so much more that they could have added to it. And now they did, they added about like at least another inch to it. It looks like, uh, of, of screen, which is going to make it look a lot bigger and will provide more vivid colors and contrast when playing on the go, as they so put it, um, one of the major, major complaints of the original model was the fact that owners found it frustrating. Um, when you know, you could easily probably expand on that. So I like that they added it on is now a new LED screen, so it's going to provide more pixel uh, pixels and colors to it as well, more vibrance, more saturations to the colors. So I like that. Um, they, you know, another complaint that they had was that the stand in the back of the Nintendo Switch one was too small. Two, it broke easily. Some people actually broke it you know and if it falls it breaks easily so that was another thing and then it also covered the you know it it exposed the uh the md card the sd card i should say that you you know the external sd card that you would add onto it so it kind of exposed it doing it i never opened it myself i barely opened it um i you know I, i was always weary about doing that but nintendo has solved this problem with a stand that not only is wide it it, like it expands throughout the entire back of the nintendo switch um but there it's adjustable so there's three different degrees of angles that now it could go to as well so that was pretty cool that is really really cool and it's more sturdier you know you feel more confident and comfortable about using it now when doing it and it just looks like it's a way more sturdier it has three different angles that you could do for like tabletop or just from a view and i me personally i actually have different views that i like to look at it at and when i just stand and play so i think that was a much needed feature uh the oled model will also have a built-in uh wired lan port and the tv mode uh port as well so that's really cool you know, every once in a while, when you want to get a you can do a hardwire for downloading and stuff like that, and it may be a little bit faster to do it that way. So I think you know, for downloading purposes, so that's pretty cool. Or even just playing, you know, um, on TV and all that stuff. So I like that. I I thought that was really awesome. A major, 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 major change to the storage it comes in the form of a 64 gig internal storage, uh, hard drive. So there, you know, in it will be a 64 gig um sd card already embedded in there so in, in accordance to any other external hard drive that you have on there too and hopefully hopefully this will uh result in them presenting a terabyte card there are terabytes card cards out there and i was going to get one but when it comes to amazon and terabyte cards sometime i'm a little bit wary about getting cards i got one time i got burnt for a card but I got my refund back um that said it was a certain amount always get scan disc scan disc cards are usually whenever they scan disc they're better I would much prefer getting this one of the only rare things I'm a little bit worried about getting on Amazon but for the most part every all of the scan all of the scan cards all of the cards that I got but one were legit and the one card I wasn't wasn't a scan disc so, you know, be wary of that scan disc, if it comes out of scan disc, it's usually legit, especially how they package it. They can't tamper with it and such. So, you know, usually go with that, but hopefully they'll come with it. A legit like terabyte card. That's not expensive or such coming soon. You know, I say and the later in the year that should come like after years, these cards and these hard drives, you know, they become cheaper. So that's good. Uh, they also will have added enhanced audio as well. So, the only thing that wasn't mentioned, and it's funny that they didn't mention this because I just did a review, a uh, blog review on my, on talktimelive.com about this uh, that you guys can check out, was whether the Joy Cons will be redesigned um, to assure any drifting issues. That was not mentioned at all. So, that's one thing. That they haven't addressed, and um, I don't know if it's because they don't want to bring attention to that, which I think they honestly should. And I mean, it's not—it's not like it's a secret. Everybody knows about the infamous drifting issue as much as we knew about Xbox's Red Ring of Death back in the day for the uh, for the 360. Remember that? And now, that's just one thing that they haven't mentioned, and hopefully, they will address that as we come along because this this system is coming out this year the other thing that wasn't mentioned which i also mentioned in my in one of my blogs um for the bluetooth receiver was whether the new model will in fact have bluetooth capabilities to allow wireless earbuds uh to connect i would love for them to do that i think that's something that should be brought to their attention hopefully it was brought to their attention there's a bunch of different um you know bluetooth air buds from Genki and the one that i actually recently uh you know did from um home spot spot uh, or home spot it was that i reviewed on uh talktime which again you could go and check out on TalkTimeLive.com on the blog section uh whether you uh want to check that out or not uh i would want them to do it because what it'll, what it'll do is that it'll That will take, unfortunately, if they add that on air built in to their new system, to their new console, it will keep us from having to buy these new. And I I hate to say it because, you know, it'll take money off of the manufacturing of the third party. But at the same time, it'll allow us to do use Bluetooth wirelessly. That was already built in while also being allowing us to be able to charge the console consistently. Or always be on charge and not having to use that particular, you know, use for that purpose. I mean, it's great that these third party models have it now, but this is something that I think that Nintendo should have had. I want to go. And if they do, at least how about Nintendo create their own air, you know, air buds and add that onto the switch. Well, I, I don't that that can be an easy thing to do, you know, make it compatible or some for somewhat way. So. You know it's just something for them to think about on that note if they haven't already so but i'm looking forward to it Uh, i know this is going to be a this is going to be the new holiday hot item and i love the fact that nintendo did this while playstation and xbox is already kind of somewhat established now i know they're still having problems still you know getting consoles in but by the time october comes, in more people should be getting a playstation 5 or xbox one but now nintendo is going to be the new hot thing guaranteed guaranteed i'm probably going to have to fight to get this one too (laughs) or i might just hold out to get this until maybe like a certain time i i refuse like it's going to be interesting to see how easy or hard it will be to get this i am not going to go through what i went through with um with with the with the PlayStation Five, because it all in all you know at the end of the day, this is just a update. But this is not like a new console. This is just an update to the new to the console that we already have. It'll still play the same exact games. and still virtually do the same thing. The features are great, but it's nothing worth going out of my way to get. If I could get one early, that's awesome. Um, but I already have a place uh, a Nintendo Switch right now. I will get it when I can get it. There's like nothing in here. Like the graphics won't be any different. Um, you'll just have a bigger screen and some other other features at, at that. But um, I will be more than happy to get this. And I'll eventually I will get the uh, OLED um, just, to re- just to retire this at best. Um, so I, I'm all for it. But if it's gonna be one of those situations where I had to go through the same exact thing that I had to go through with the nintendo um with this, um what was that with, with what on, but then again it 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 really shouldn't because the pandemic has diluted dramatically since the time of the playstation 5 uh which was back in november um we're no longer quarantined like we used to we're in fact we're not even wearing masks like we used to so It may be an in-person type of experience i think the experience may be even better than it was it depends on how best buy and target and all of them do it are they going to can in in walmart are they going to continue to do it online are they going to allow people to sit and stay in line and possibly get this as well i don't know to what end. they got to restructure that now because like i said the pandemic is It's not over, but it's diluted to a point that everybody's able to go in some places without masks. Now it's there's more there's a higher level level of normalcy, especially in the US than it ever has been um, within the course of a year and a half. So it'll be interesting to see how these stores are going to restructure this and whatnot, but I'm looking forward to it. Eventually I will get it, but it's coming out October 8th. There's no site of pre-ordering yet, um, but when that time comes, I'll, you know damn sure we'll see how if i'll be ready to get it but eventually i will so um like uh, this order of news is very interesting because this is a, a classic both both on movies and in games as well robocop rogue city is has been announced and scheduled to come in 2023 never heard of a company actually announcing a game coming out two years from now that's interesting um i i don't recall i don't even think square enix has ever announced a game to be coming that far i mean i think final fantasy 15 maybe was a game that they mentioned i'm not sure but this is so far in advance um but a teaser trailer Uh, released uh, this week announcing the coming of a new RoboCop game to PC and game consoles. Didn't say which game consoles will be receiving this. Depends on the format of the game possibly. Uh, No real information announced as to what genre of game this will be either. Um, This will be developed by uh, and published by companies um, uh, Nacon or Nikon if I'm uh, saying this uh, correctly MGM and Tevon so uh this the first RoboCop game that arri- uh, arrived on the NES that was the first and probably I think only one I've really ever played on the NES and I still own that I believe I still have that in two and maybe three uh on the uh, on the Raspberry um but the first RoboCop one uh a game arrived on the NES in 1988 by the by Ocean Software and licensed by Data East you got, If you're old, if you're old school 8-bit retro gamer out there you know data east remember that that was classic they used to have some really classic games again still own a few on uh roms of that stuff um but data east man oh that takes me back the last robocop game console that was released in 2003 by titus uh for the playstation 2 and xbox and as it was a first person shooter and was met with disappointing reviews I'm hoping that this franchise will bring justice to this franchise because everybody loves Robocop. Everybody who grew up with Robocop loves Robocop. Whether it was the movies or the cartoon or the comics where they kind of, you know, did some crossovers and such like that, you know. So I am hoping that this is a, you know, great revamp to the series. I also hope that it's not FPS. I just don't want to FPS Robocop. And I got a feeling I just my gut feeling this is going to be a first-person shooter game it feels like it's the easiest route to go for robocop but you know i hope not so it's coming in 2023 i guess we'll hear more from it as time goes on so stay tuned for that um you know i mentioned some games that i'm playing right now so the current games that i am playing and looking forward to reviewing right now uh this guy is six which did come out um last week i you know i gotta admit I love playing the Des Gaia games. Loved them playing them in the past. I, you know, five was actually really great. Five and four were really great and really fun to play. Des Guy is six. I'm having a bit of trouble enjoying this like the other ones. I don't know if it's because of the camera views. I don't know if it's be- the new camera angles and views and stuff like that. Um, the fact that it's something about it is just is lacking to me. I, I'm still playing through it, but I'm not enjoying it as well as i did before but i i you know i like the only thing that's different about it is that it's 3d they have a lot uh, better zoom ins of the cameras now everybody's in 3d the the uh the moves that you do and the in in the uh power plays that you do are still very entertaining but for some reason i'm just not immersed into it as much as i was before i like the characters of course and they did bring back some very awesome they brought back characters from Guy 5 and Guy 1 as well uh along with some new characters too um it's just taking me a lot more a a little bit more time than it normally does to get really into that game but i am still playing it maybe hopefully i can get through it in in time enough to really give it a really thorough review also what i'm playing right now too like i mentioned before is ease um nine monstrum nox which uh is a follow-up to the last game and right now i am loving this game much better than the last E's game which was great and it had ada um at in the desert island trying to get off of the island but not before uh learning about the mysteries of the island so this takes place this one in particular which um by the way originally Uh, released for the PlayStation, I believe, possibly the Xbox, I'm not really sure, but it released in 2019, and I was thinking about getting it, but I looked at the graphics, which kind of is like outdated PlayStation 3-ish type of graphics, or it looks like it's been on a PSP. I was like, you know what? I got a feeling this is gonna be on a PS, on, on a Nintendo Switch, so I'm gonna hold off. And in fact, it did go on a Nintendo Switch and I'm glad I waited out for it. Uh, Cause it, it, as much as I liked the demo and I played it back then, I just felt like, you know, this is something could easily be transitioned over. And now I am playing it and I, I am really enjoying it. Um, this one takes place after the events of the story of Adol in that island. And now he lands in, um, a new land where he is arrested for his involvement in the events of his last adventure he is also encountered by a mysterious woman named Aperlis, uh if i'm saying that correctly who turns Adal into what is called a monstrum which is a being with supernatural abilities uh and the power to exercise monsters they claim this is a curse that he's having but in all hindsight i it looks like he's been turned to a superhero with powers so i don't know where i i haven't gotten to the part where this was a curse yet because he's able to do some really awesome things with these new monstrum abilities i I'm, i love this Adal is also teamed up with five other monstrums to help defeat the threat of dark dimensions called grimwald nox so i there's a lot to enjoy there's a lot of elements from the last game that has been brought into this game the ability to switch different uh characters on the fly um using their abilities as well this time is what is like a new feature kind of w- reminds me of what i've been playing with um scarlet nexus and it says because in scarlet nexus you're able to use other you know your other teammates abilities as well the difference is here you're able to play as those characters as well and you get to upgrade their weapons and stuff like that and i love the one thing i always loved about um the uh, the e series especially the 3d version is the attention to the design the the character design the weapon designs they're all gorgeous and awesome the costume designs that you can switch into love them the little uh you know items and you know attachments that you can add on to your characters it's just beautifully done it's i mean even though it's kind of like the the graphics is kind of outdated look for itself it you know overall it still has a bit of charm in there and it's awesome i I would say like one of the things i don't like about ease uh the ease games is that it's so much dialogue i mean just so so much i i hope or wish they would dot it down just a bit but so far so good on that news so i'll give you a full review on that very soon uh again i mentioned monster hunter stories uh wings of ruin is out today um if you ordered it digitally it's unlocked already you should be able to play that now and if you're a pokemon fan i think that you will enjoy this immensely um kate higgins also shout out to her um previous guest on the repop metaverse uh shows that i've been a part of um who also plays the voice of sakura on um naruto is in the game and that's actually really part of the reason why I enjoyed playing. I wanted to play this game. You know, shout out to her on air as well. So, you know, I it's uh there's no fulfillment of games to be played this week, especially today of all days, because today is the uh debut of Black Widow. So I got my I got so much to do today. There's there's this game I'm going to start playing. Black Widow is going to be premiering. And on top of all that, I finally get to eat my damn lobster pot pie from Harry and David's. And I was waiting to make this damn pie. Look, I'm telling you folks, if any of you adults out there that are listening to this show, order food from Harry and David's. I'm telling you now, in particular, get your hands on the lobster pot pie. I'm not joking. This is a real thing. It's awesome. I've had it. My wife got it for me for my birthday. I loved it. It, it tasted phenomenal. And then for in honor of Black Widow, I'm cooking it today. It's about like a 90 minute bake, but it's worth it. <laughs> so, it, you know, if I'm going to do this, if I'm going to watch this movie at home, damn sure I'm going to do it in style. So trust me, my experience watching a new movie at home is going to be way better than what I do in the theater that I watch Fast Nine in. But I digress. <laughs> Um, other games that I'm looking forward to playing uh, in the next month or so is Samurai Warriors Five, which is coming out at like on the 27th. Neo, The World Ends with You, also coming out the same freaking day. I hate you guys, but I love it as well. Master Blaster Three. Shout out to my man Matt Papa from NT Creates in Japan. They're coming out with the third and final installment of the Master Blaster Zero series. So I gotta. I got to think about seeing if I can get him back on to talk about that and see what he's been up to as well. So it's going to be very interesting. Um, No More Heroes 3 is finally, and I mean, finally coming out in August. Cross your fingers. Let's hope that this is coming out in August. Uh, They, you know, they were delayed a bit. So, I mean, we haven't heard anything from it yet. They got a new, if you go into the eShop, they have uh, a new graphic on there, but there's still no Videos or anything showing, so I don't know what Soda Fifty Five is fifty is doing. Um, let's just hope it gets out. Let's hope it comes out. Let's hope it's great. I am, I'm just, I, I'm rooting for this. I'm really rooting for this because I enjoyed the first two. I really enjoyed the first two. So, uh, last bit of news that I'm going to talk about before we go to our final stage and talk about a first ever movie game or game movie review that I've ever done. Um, King of the Fighters 15. I don't talk about this game because they haven't really given any really new worthy news to talk about. Like everything that they've ever talked about was who was going to be on the game. But guess what? I'm not excited about that. And why? Is because I already knew that they were going to add these people. They always had the same people on. There's nobody new that they're going to add on to this game that's going to get me psyched. Like they're trying to do with nintendo does with smash brothers and you can't do the same thing with when it comes to king of fighters because it's always the same people the same people all the time maybe if they got some of the 94 characters back in that would have been awesome but like for the most part i'm not shocked at any of the announcements that they ever had for any new characters that have come out because they've been the same characters that's been coming out prior to um and nothing new just really nothing new um i would like to know more in terms of what modes that are going to be in is there going to be an in-depth story mode to this because the last game had a it would upset at me about king of fighters 14. it looked great it played great it did all the traditional things that it did but it was way too traditional in fact it didn't feel new and fresh and i felt like they were just not willing to go a step Above when Street Fighter 4 came out, you know, it revamped the series. Yosh- Yoshinori Ordo revamped the series, made it 3D, gave it a new, fresh coat of paint, But they knew they had to, to up it because you had companies like Netherrealm who really changed the game when they did first did DC um, versus Mortal Kombat or uh, Mortal Kombat versus the DC Universe in a sense, and they gave it this really full cinematic feature that made it feel like an actual movie. And this was the first of many uh type of games they did from there. Next they did Injustice. And then after that they did Mortal Kombat 9, which made it feel like a like a, a fantastic movie experience. Okay. And man did I enjoy I still enjoy Mortal Kombat 9 just because of how they told the story. I enjoy all of the Mortal Kombat games that they did. I enjoy all of the um the injustice games that they did, because it just made it feel like a movie. Like they work with Warner brothers now. So (laughs) Warner brothers was like, you know, they gave them the, the Liberty to create a movie magic experience in a fighting game. And then Tekken Bandai Namco to their credit also did it justice as well. And they came out with Tekken seven, Tekken seven, absolutely the best of them all because they gave such a full-featured uh, environment. So to the point that I'm upset at why they, why they didn't do that for Soul Calibur. Don't understand why they didn't do that. In um, other games that they've done too have had that same type of presentation. King of Fighters 14 just felt like rich, wash, repeat of everything they did, but just in 3D now. So to me, it just felt like it. It. it, it I was really disappointed buy it because it did the exact same thing that the 2d versions did just in 3d now i think now it's time for them to upgrade it they they had a they had a animated series that came out uh a while back it, it, it was subtitled for um for people in america but it, it was awesome it was beautifully done i would love for them to do that and bring it onto the game Give us a full fleshed out story, starring a lot of our characters that we love and give them some more personality, have them add, you know, a, a really lengthy story element the same way that Street Fighter 5 was the same way that Yoshinori Arno did for Street Fighter 5. I mean, say what you will about Street Fighter 5, but they gave us a huge story mode. They also, within that, they gave us an arcade mode with the traditional way that they did it. So they gave us so much. So I love what, what they did with that game always will i need king of fighters to step it up because i love the king of fighters series i've always loved it since day one i loved it since fatal fury came out and art of fighting came out and then they mashed these two together and then added the of Kara warriors with it as well um ikari warriors i should say and, and 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 uh athena added that game element to it as well and so many other game ca- like it's I love the combination of all this, and they bring in all these together, all of the universes together and the worlds together to do this one big tournament. There needs to be some element to it, man. And, you know, they did with the animated series just for some reason. They just did not do it with this. I just I don't get it, man. So hopefully they will. Um, but and they also didn't, you know, give a release date. A lot of it um, they claim is because of the pandemic. Understand. That's awesome. But they now say it's coming out in 2022. It was supposed to come out this year, but it was delayed due to the pandemic. But they also didn't announce at the time what it was going to be out for. And now they did. And I'm slightly disappointed by this, in a sense. Uh, It will be released for the PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox, X, and S series. So it was talked about. Now you could say it's rumored that it was supposed to come out for the Nintendo Switch. And I'm really disappointed that it's not coming out with the Nintendo Switch So here's the thing, here's the thing. Samurai Showdown did come out for the Nintendo Switch. I think it may just be a matter of time. Maybe they just wanna focus on one aspect of it first. Once they get that established, it may just come onto the Nintendo Switch. So It is possible that it still may be scheduled for the Nintendo Switch. If not, it better be a damn reason why this thing's not coming in nintendo switch and hopefully the reason it being is that they added a lot more to it to the point that it can't be put on a nintendo switch but i hope that it does come on a nintendo switch and i hope that they provide a much deserved presentation that this franchise absolutely needs to have and deserves. so we'll see folks that will do it for this segment of the show we're going to take a break come back and enter the final stage with our very first Movie review based on the, should I call it classic? is based on the iconic, I guess I could call it that, uh, game series Dynasty Warrior. How did it fare? How did it work? (laughs) Is it worth checking out? We'll find out. Right after this, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dak Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as this is Miley Clapping in the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shay, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter Five. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more. welcome to the final stage of this program and i am here to review for the first time ever a movie but a movie based on a time honored video game series and iconic video games and i yeah you can really say it's iconic at this point i am here to review dynasty warrior which just released out of netflix last week finally got a chance to check it out and you know dynasty warrior people i've been following this game since day one like this game came out or for the PlayStation one in 1997. And what people don't realize, and for those who have been playing Dynasty Warrior, but haven't been playing it back then, this game was originally a fighting game. And it was a 3D fighting game at that, a weapons-based 3D fighting game. Um, that was really pretty cool. It was pretty cool for what it did. I loved the presentation. I remember I played it a lot and you got a chance to learn about lot of you know a lot of historical figures in uh in china you know based on the han dynasty based on a romance of the three kingdoms and all that such um so you got to learn about this and then it expanded on playstation 2 and turned they just completely changed the format and made it you know this hack and slash open stage type of environment where you're just fighting hordes of You know, uh, soldiers, you know, like hundreds of soldiers. And this was a first time ever. This really showed the power of the PlayStation 2 because there was never a game before that that allowed you to do something that massive. And since then, they were able to, they found their niche and they kept making these games. And what was cool about it also is that you got to learn about a lot about Chinese history. A little bit exaggerated to an extent because they glorified it and, you know, gave it a fantasy type of you know feel to it missed myst- you know mystical type of feel to it um but it, it really worked out and you got to you know learn about Bay and general kow, kow and you know and Lu- and lubu like lubu became a legendary video game character an anime character like his legend was told greatly from this game series and now after all these years and all these different versions, and you know, now to expand it to Samurai Warriors, which tells, you know, the history of iconic figures in Japan. And then also now we have um Orochi Warriors. They got also used the engine to license uh anime, you know, um series and stuff like that. Dynasty Warriors' been around for quite some time, so for them to have their own movie is nothing short of phenomenal. I saw that they had, you know, reported a while back today, this trailer was out and they were doing this. I was like, I need to see this at all cost. <laughs> I really want to see this at all costs. And when I saw the trailer, I was really impressed. I saw the, you know, they were really, you know, carrying on a lot of the elements of what made the game so cool. Hundreds and hundreds of soldiers and, you know, people doing all these elaborate, really cool, super mystical moves and everything. Um, everybody from the game was on air the weapons that were on air as well that you see in the game so i wanted to see all this um did it work was it good now that's a whole other thing when i looked at this movie i found that it was coming on uh netflix i was ecstatic so i was definitely gonna review this to what extent i didn't know i was normally i would have i would have done this on the regular show but there's so many movies out coming out this month I had to cram this all in. So I'm like, it's based on a video game series. Why not just do it on select start? So I finally got to see this movie. And when I looked at this movie, it reminded me of one of my all-time favorite Hong Kong uh, fantasy martial arts films. And if you're old school like me, you'll know the name, The Storm Riders. A movie that to me changed the game for martial arts films. Um, You know, production-wise it stepped up you know, um, character-wise, just everything. This was, to me, the matrix of Hong Kong films back then because there you didn't see anything like this until The Storm Riders came out. In 1998, this movie premiered, and um, man, it was just absolutely stunning. It was based on a uh, Chinese comic book and then based on a series uh, that it's still playing to this day, and um, it was just awesome. So I looked at this like this has to be as good as Storm Riders if not better. Did it? Well, we're going to talk about it whether it did or not. So let's go on with it. This movie, of course, based on a video game which follows the story of the in history of the romance of the three kingdoms. This the movie takes place before the events of the game where it t- tells the early tales of Cao Cao, Lu Bei, uh Zhang Fei, uh Guan Yu and Liu Bu like these are these guys appear to be a lot younger if you remember um Cal has the iconic mustache and, and and goatee so to speak um you know you you see him in his younger days before he becomes you know general and emperor and all the stuff like that so i like what they did here this is pretty much a prequel there's some pros and there's definitely some cons to this and we'll talk about the pros and cons of this the pros first for the most part, it felt familiar to the game's hack and slash format, as well as the original uh, fighting game format. As well, there is a scene in there that's really awesome where they do like one on one battles. And I felt like that was a like they were paying homage to the original format of uh, Dynasty Warriors. So I did like that aspect, but also they really did capture when it came down to doing the, you know, war, the battlefield scenes in the war. And you got one character that's very powerful and he has, you know, mystic abilities and he has his weapons and he's just, you know, just going havoc on hordes of different like enemy. It really gave you that video game feel so that they did right. Um, I like the premise based on the early days of Cal like I mentioned, and Lou Bay, uh, which letting leading them to become their own leaders of their own dynasties and, and such during that period. Um, actors. Louis Co, uh, who played Lubu, was very convincing, despite his lack of height. Now, for the I say this because most the the tallest, you know, people in Japan are like five six at best. But the video games make them all come off like they're six. Some of them, especially Lobo, like he's like six seven foot, pretty much. Like his stature, it's it's almost like for those of you who you know studied art history you kind of notice like during g- greek mythology you got you know people like augustus and 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 all those other emperors and you know that used to make statues that appear to be a lot more heroic and all this stuff than they actually were so video games kind of took from that same thing and this is why i always love comparing art history to that of video game history because there's a lot of similarities i actually did a term paper based on the two, because of the similarities of how the art of video games actually parallels with art history in terms of evolution. You know, we had the eight bit, you know, we had, you know, the not even the eight bit, like we had the Atari era of video games, like Pac-Man, the way they did Pac-Man back then for the Atari and and E.T. and all that stuff. That to me was considered the Paleolithic era of video games, where it's like can be compared to cave, you know, Paleolithic caveman drawings and paintings on the wall. Then you get, you know, they, both art and both video games evolve into the more humanistic era, the more photorealistic era. Um, Greek mythology, you had sculptures that were um, more realistic, but the people that they were based on, like for me, like I'm pretty, I'm a pretty well in shape dude. But if I'm, if they're making a statue for me and I'm a, you know, Roman emperor, you know, a Greek uh, emperor of, so, of some sorts. They're making a statue for me that looks like I got an eight pack <laughs> that I got veins coming out my arms that I look just godlike in a sense when I don't look that much of the sense they I look nothing of the sort, you know, that was or Roman mythology, pretty much. You know, Zeus was probably like a dude eating pork grinds. <laughs> in hindsight. Um, but yeah, honestly, um, it's really interesting. They did the same thing for Dynasty Warriors. They made Lobo like a giant of a man, and he was more of a a, a, a juggernaut, if you will. But in the movie, Louis Coe is not that tall. And they tried to do their best to make him look uh have that you know height and stature fill with despite the fact of the look and like that you would normally see from lobo and rather not just the dynasty warriors video games but you've seen lobo in other things uh record of uh, ragnarok recently had the character on air and he's like a big dude too so he, he he's you know he's neck and neck with thor okay who thor is also being portrayed as a character who's you know six foot or seven foot or whatever like that so i just found that that was very interesting but for the most part he was his portrayal was very convincing and i really i really enjoyed um what he did with that so um kai wang as Kau Kau also was probably one of the biggest focuses of the um story and i thought he did a good job showing both a bit of a sincere side of what we have been told of him. Uh, Yet he's also carried his sinister side and and him leading to be that sinister, you know, Megatron-like bad guy that we known of him, the vilified version that we see him in the series as well. That um, he mostly becomes, you know, ruthless in order, you know, his whole philosophy is that he needs to be ruthless in order and, and, and rule with an iron hand, you know, with an iron sword in order to you know take over the han dynasty from Zu uh who vows who he vows to kill you know so he he's like he's in the background like trying to you know get ahead so uh tony yo ning yang as Lu Bei, and i'm hope i'm really i'm probably butchering that to a degree <laughs> to a high degree but tony uh yoing yang also played as lube he played very well he played the optimus prime like character you know yes um just as well he needed to play off of uh, cow cow to some extent they teased the dissension of those two and their philosophies clashing quite a uh you know quite a bit in theirs too so i mean it, it really played off and like it was going to lead to what we all know and see from the games as well um both had these contrasting philosophies that you know of how they, how the Han Dynasty should be ran and how things should be run. Um, Lu Bei wants to take, you know, over, wants to work together with other kingdoms for the sake of peace while Cal Cao wants to roll it, you know, his way and feels that his way is the best way. Um, they both work together, you know, at first and, you know, the three, as well as the three kingdoms and all of them work to take down the reign of hell who just wrecks havoc all through the land in the Han Dynasty. So. The cons of this film for me. It, it wasn't necessarily a deal breaker, but it was it was unfortunate. It reminded me of kind of the thing that disappointed me about watching Marvel's The Defenders uh, when that was on Netflix. Um, the special effects weren't as solid as you would expect it or want it to be. It needed to be. There was a lot of inconsistencies with them. Uh, points of the movie where you still realize that there was green screen behind it. And it just didn't feel it is. It didn't feel natural. Like if you look at the the, the the big battle scenes with the armies in this movie, and then you compare it to what you see on Marvel Avengers Endgame, it's a huge contrast. When you watch Marvel Avengers Endgame, you could tell they use the highest, most expensive equipment and technology and programs to make sure. That you're not taken out, that that you could suspend your disbelief. And I didn't get that in, in all of the scenes in here. Some of them, yes, but not all of them. Some of it just didn't, you know, like when they when they had the scenes that didn't involve them doing power, you know, mystical abilities and powers and such. And they weren't doing, you know, in big warring scenes, they were good. When it got to the point when they did the big battle scenes, some of it was good and some of it wasn't. You know, it just, it just kind of took you out. And this is the part where I was disappointed because when I watched the original Storm Riders in 1998, by the way, I'm really amazed because I didn't realize Sonny Chiba was Lord Conker. And then again, back then, I didn't know who Sonny Chiba was. And now that's why that show, that's why that movie was so awesome. Sonny Chiba is just awesome. Sonny Chiba has played in so many different things. Uh, Lord Conker was a, was no joke. So, um, but I digress. <laughs> But um yeah man, it, it just it, it just it's a shame because I thought for the most part the movie was pretty good. I thought that it was you know, it wasn't a deal breaker. It wasn't a it wasn't something um that I can say I will never watch again. I've seen I've watched worse movies. It's just a movie. It's just it's a movie that I feel like You know, if you're a fan of the movie or watch it just to watch it, if it's on Sunday, you know, it's not perfect by any stretch, but it did a good job. Um, One of these days, I should probably just uh, uh, take a look back at Storm Riders because people need to watch that. Like I said, Sonny Chiba, who played in Kill Bill, Satori Hanzo, and he played in uh, Tokyo Drift, was Conker in that movie. Trust me, that dude was awesome. Um... But, I mean, it just, the other thing, too, that really took off, too, was the, talk about inconsistencies, and we'll continue with that, was the, involves the violence level here. There were parts where we saw slicing uh, from, we saw stabbing, we saw, you know, penetration of, you know, of swords into bodies, Um, even decapitations, especially in a scene, where I believe is Zhang Fei. Uh, was fighting a warrior that was just cutting off everybody's heads and it was all flying up to the mountains of the temples <laughs> just like so you know you know absurd it was hilarious but there was no blood in the scenes at all like like you chopped off somebody's head you, you would think a whole horde of blood would come out of there not that I'm looking for anything of like Mortal Kombat means, but if you're gonna do that, go all the way with it, I'm saying. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. You know, decapitations. It, it, where on earth do you see a decapitation where no blood is falling out? He even grabs the head, he drags it on, you know, and carries it to the temple, and nothing. So it was really kind of a cartoony type of thing. Um, so I it, that to me was like, all right, even furthermore, Not to mention, the game showed, it really never really showed that high level of violence. So I didn't understand why they felt that they need to do go the Mortal Kombat route. It was like they it was undecisive as to whether y'all wanted to be violent or y'all wanted to you know or y'all wanted to be Disney. You can't have both. It's like if you're gonna go one way, go to go all the way. So I mean overall, this movie. Like i said if you're a fan of dynasty warrior i think you're going to enjoy it just for the sake of that is dynasty warrior i would rate this in the same way that i would rate like the resident evil movies in a sense but i might enjoy this better than um resident evil movies because at least this in terms of authenticity to the game if i compare this to, uh, to resident evil this is far and away closer to the story in the premise and the look and feel of the video game series whereas resident evil paul w anderson he just went on his own direction with that one almost the same way that michael bay did with transformers um but this i can enjoy this because they did really from a from a writing and story development in a narrative standpoint they really kept to the game even answered the questions of the scenes where they had the sword um the the uh the the woman who gave you the weapons that you need to combat and fight in battle and they answered the question as to how these people in the video game have these really majestic you know awesome weapons that you get to upgrade and update every single time in the game you know when they do the rpg elements in there so they answer that and i do appreciate And and even that scene that scene was awesome because the special effects in there really stuck. It really felt like you were in that mode. So um, overall, if I give this a really good grade, I'm going to give this a C plus. It wasn't the best thing I've ever seen. It did carry on the story. It really did make me feel like this was the game come to life, but I felt like they could have done so much better for this game. I mean, for this movie, actually. Like, Like I said, if you're a Dynasty Warrior fan, I think you'll enjoy this just for the spectacle aspect of it but if you're looking for something that's going to match up to storm to the storm riders or you know any any like any other really highly well done martial arts film this is not going to be the one <laughs> this is not going to be the one if you want to see that i definitely recommend going watching the storm riders awesome movie um but You know, for video game fans, I think this is a fair game. This is a watchable, this is a watchable series. This is not going to be the most remembered movie series. And I don't even know if they're going to continue to do um, sequels to this. Uh, Because this was a prequel leading up to everything that we now, we see in the game. So, I mean, performances were great. All that stuff. But it just, I felt like they could have done much better here. So, I mean, there was, you know, with the inconsistencies and all. So, you know, it's available on Netflix. Now go out of your way and check it out. Uh, I think... It's worth a a watch at best. So, you know, go ahead and check it out. Folks, that will do it for this episode of Select Start. Thank you guys so very much. I am very happy. Just to let you know, I'm doing this very early in the morning because I need to start cooking. I need to get ready because I am looking forward to watching Black Widow and the comforter of my home. The lobster pot pie is awaiting. This is my summer Thanksgiving, people. (laughs) So as as i'm talking about this you should also know that i will be reviewing this this sunday on the prime show so stay tuned for that um you know was my experience i will also talk about this as well was my experience watching it at home better than the theaters um especially after watching fast nine like god was was that anticlimactic i should have picked uh another theater to go to i think it's just going to be a matter of you know it just depends on the theater that i go to for my experience and i need to go back to movie tavern very quickly if at best IMAX theater um plus my thoughts on this week's multiverse madness episode of Loki my god do we need to talk about that I good. we need to talk about that among all other things going on in the world of our favorite fandom so stay tuned for that again folks you can check this episode out in every episode on our very new and improved Talk Time Live website. You could go to TalkTimeLive.com. All of our podcasts will be there. And not only that, they will be easy to find. You could go to the search engine on the left of the page, right above every latest episode that you'll see, click on it. Where it says search podcast, type in TTL exclusive. You can find all of our exclusive interviews with some of the best in all things, anime, comics, movies, games, including a returning guest that will be coming very soon that's in the process we're locking down a date but um this person has agreed to come back on air i don't want to say yet until it's official so but he's been in a really good spot lately doing some really great projects and i'm looking forward to having him back on the show again so i'll mention that soon um but you can check all of our podcasts out there you can check out our video uh exclusive video interviews there you can also go to the media page to check out the Repop Metaverse panels that I've worked on as well, and, and, and there, among other things, uh, our blog page is full of new blogs and reviews on different um, products that I just brought: the Hori Split Pad Pro for the Nintendo Switch, also the Home Spot Bluetooth adapter. You could check out there my Ichigo Nindroid Nendoro- uh, Ichigo Kurosaki figure I got as well, as well as a uh, look back on our retro replay rundown of games from Bleach and Sailor Moon. So that's all up there on TalkTimeLive.com. You can go out of your way to check that out, as well as other content on that page. If you want to subscribe and download on your favorite podcast platform, you could do so on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, PocketCast, Pandora, and, of course, YouTube on, v- on Viewfinders, ISAD and you can also go to tumblr shout out to all my tumblr listeners out there as well so folks thank you so much again this is going to be a hell of a weekend uh july is just going to be a intense week of movies and video games coming out so stay tuned we'll have it all right here on acmg presents talk time live so thank you again that'll do it for me on behalf of myself this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is ACMG presents talk time live I am out of and off to lobster pot I go <laughs> take care people